Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to the Three Martini Lunch. Grab a stool next to Greg Corumbus of Radio America and Jim Garrity of National Review. Three Martinis coming up. Glad to have you with us as we start another busy week here on the Three Martini Lunch. We're brought to you by Gabby. Save money, or at least find out if you can save money on your car insurance or your homeowner's insurance for the exact same coverage. Gabby.com slash martini. Much more on them in a little bit. Jim, we've got two goods and a crazy today, so... Uh, let's try to avoid the bads as much as possible this week. And the first one sounds a lot like uh, good news we had early last week. AP, Moderna said Monday its COVID-19 vaccine is proving to be highly effective in a major trial, a second dash of hope in the global race for a shot to tame a resurgent virus that is now killing more than 8,000 people a day worldwide. The company said its vaccine appears to be 94.5% effective, according to preliminary data from Moderna's ongoing study. A week ago, competitor Pfizer Inc. announced its own COVID-19 vaccine appeared similarly effective, news that puts both companies on track to seek permission within weeks for emergency use in the United States. Fauci's excited. He says he would have been happy at 60% effective, so now he's got two that are 90-plus. Dr. Stephen Hodge, uh, Moderna's president, calls this a really important milestone, and he says he's also excited that there's two effective vaccines, it appears, from two different companies, saying, quote, that should give us all hope that actually a vaccine is going to be able to stop this pandemic and hopefully get us back to our lives. It won't be Moderna alone that solves this problem. It's going to require many vaccines to meet the global demand. So, Jim, just as we're seeing numbers rise and States, including our own, uh, locking back down to some extent, maybe not quite to the point that they did back in March and April, but uh, we're seeing it here. We're seeing it in Michigan. We're seeing it in other places. A lot of folks are discouraging people from getting together for Thanksgiving, which is jarring in a number of ways. So the sooner we can get on with this and the sooner it works for a lot of people, the better. Yeah. Now, uh, when we talked about the Pfizer uh, vaccine last week. A point we didn't dwell on is the fact that it's got to be stored at something like 80 degrees below Fahrenheit, uh, which obviously your standard refrigeration uh, refrigeration trucks and all the other equipment you usually use for transporting vaccines and other drugs and things like that. Um, you know, that's not your standard stuff. You might need to, you know, have specially built freezers or something like that. So it makes a complication in the uh, storage and distribution of that vaccine. You know, it's look, it's work. It's something that can be worked out, but it's just one complication to getting this. Uh, what we're seeing from uh, Moderna, this this can stay work with standard refrigeration trucks and standard refrigerators. So this one should be very easy. And now we've more or less effectively doubled the amount of vaccines that we can get out before the end of the year. Never mind getting into the early months of 2021. And it looks like. Uh, we have a really good chance of making big dents in which percentage of the, of the population is uh, still vulnerable to this virus. We're still waiting to hear from Johnson & Johnson, and we're still waiting to hear from the Oxford uh, AstraZeneca vaccine efforts. They're both in late-stage trials. It was relatively encouraging. And one other aspect of this is that we, each one of these vaccines works a little bit differently, but it sounds like they're all using 
more or less the same method of attacking the vaccine, of attacking the virus. So if these first two work, it doesn't guarantee the next two are going to work, but it also kind of gives you an indicator that this is uh, looking strong uh, for, for the other two. So we may have not just two, but perhaps even three or four, which will make the rollout of the vaccine work even quicker. It's looking really good that by spring of next year, life will be something akin to back to normal. I understand that, you know, Fauci recently said we should still be wearing masks after that. You know, look, it's one of those things where until you know 100% you are vaccinated and protected and the people around you may not be, it's understandable. You might want to still keep some precautions and, and things like that. But really big deal, really effective, exactly the kind of one of news that we want to hear. It kind of tells us that the um, Pfizer one wasn't by accident, you know, <laughs> that our researchers really know what they're doing and that there are multiple routes to attack this virus. No, it's excellent news. And uh, Jim, we joked last week that uh, competing vaccine makers could end up uh, going uh, and launching negative ad wars, obviously, in this situation that uh, uh, most people, I think, are going to get the vaccine uh, without being charged. Uh, they're going to sell it to the government for fairly low prices. And I assume most countries around the world are going to follow the same suit. But now that this one's 95% effective, if they did go down the uh, attack ad road, can't you just see the Moderna <laughs> ad? Pfizer says it's 90% effective. Do you want to be the 5% that it doesn't work? <laughs> Go with Moderna. Moderna's uh, vaccine is now minty fresh. <laughs> and at Moderna, you don't need an absolute zero deep freezer. Yeah, I mean, that's going to... Yeah. Fun times, fun times. But no, it's obviously good news all the way around. All right. You want some more good news? We can save you some money, not just on vaccines, but we can save it uh, on your insurance, car insurance, homeowner's insurance. And, you know, there's probably a good chance if you've had your current policy for a while that you're paying more than you need to. And as you head into the holidays, uh, economy could be tightening again with the lockdowns, at least for now. Uh, you know, money is tight. Money's valuable. You want to save as much as you can. But spending hours on your own shopping for a lower rate to save a few bucks is not going to be the best value for your time. Gabby is. Gabby does all the work for you in just a few minutes. And get this. Gabby customers save $961 per year on average for the exact same coverage. Gabby takes the pain out of shopping for insurance by giving you an apples to apples comparison of your current coverage with 40 of the top insurance. We're talking about companies like Progressive and Nationwide and Travelers. You just link your current insurance account and in just minutes, you'll be able to see quotes for the exact same coverage you currently have. And if they can't save you money, at least you know you've got the best deal that's out there. And you know, as Greg mentioned, Gabby customers save $961 per year and that's just on average. I bet that'd be nice to have in your pocket every year. If they can't find you savings, they let you know so you can relax knowing you have the best rate that is out there. They will never sell your information and you'll never have to deal with annoying spam or robocalls. No, that's a very valuable thing because you do have to put in some obviously personal information so they can get you an accurate quote and compare it to your existing policy. And I've been through the process. It's very simple. It really is fast and easy. There's just about 10 prompts. It's information you already know. You just plug it in and go. The last step is to link to your current policy. And then in a couple minutes, you'll know how much you can save compared to your existing policy or if you've already got the best deal out there or very close to it. And then you'll have that peace of mind that Jim talked about. So you're probably overpaying, though, on car and home insurance. And you can see very quickly how much Gabby can save you. It's totally free to check and there's no obligation. Go to Gabby.com martini. That's G-A-B-I dot martini. 
gabby.com slash martini. All right, while you wait for your vaccine here over the next several weeks, you're going to see a lot of attention on the dueling Georgia Senate races that will determine control of the U.S. Senate for the next couple of years. Of course, it's Raphael Warnock against Kelly Leffler and David Perdue against John Ossoff. And so, Jim, a couple of pieces of interesting news on this. First of all, um, I don't know if this is to encourage Democrats to get more active or what it is, but the Politico's out there saying that uh, history is on the side of the Republicans in these runoffs because uh, when the people are asked to head to the polls and there's not a presidential race on the ballot or some other candidate that motivates them, Republicans tend to do better. Uh, they, they highlight the example, and I remember this, of Saxby Chambliss in 2008. He won by three points in the November election, but he didn't get to 50 percent. And then he uh, was up against Democrat Jim Martin and won by 15 points, which became the 40th Republican vote in that Senate. They thought they were going to get 41 with Norm Coleman. Did not happen. Al Franken was declared the winner of that race. And ultimately, the Democrats still got their filibuster-approved Senate. But that's a pretty big jump from uh, three points to 15. And there are other examples of that going back through the years as well. The other thing I find interesting, Jim, is that the Republicans, knowing that there was going to be no 50% vote-getter in the Leffler-Warnock-Collins race, uh, they kept their powder dry on Warnock, assuming that he would be the opponent for either Leffler or Doug Collins, who was the uh, other prominent Republican in the race. And now that they know that it's uh, Warnock for sure, the gloves are coming off. They're talking about how his church back in the 90s hosted Fidel Castro. And they've also got clips of him talking about the police at various times, including this one from uh, during the Ferguson days. So in Ferguson, police power showing up in a kind of gangster and thug mentality. You know, you, don't have, you, you can wear all kinds of colors and be a thug. You can sometimes wear the colors of the state and behave like a thug. So, Jim, a lot to happen between now and uh, January 5th, but there's no doubt that the gloves are off and the, the race to get everybody to the polls is on. But history and uh, opposition research right now might be on the side of the Republicans. Yeah, if you're a Republican, you don't want to count your chickens before they hatch, but you basically have a good start to this runoff. I think one of the things I keep coming back to is, yeah, you know, Biden did win the state, or at least that's what it's looking like. They are wrapping up a recount, but it looks like it was a, you know, by 14,000 votes out of, uh, it's close to 6 million. I mean, it's, it's a sizable amount. So, you know, Biden won by the skin of his teeth. And he did it on the backs of a lot of suburbanites who are not necessarily, who probably voted Republican in a lot of, you know, pre previous cycles, but who, uh, for whatever reasons, are not particularly fond of President Trump. And a good portion of this election was people who might have previously voted Republican saying, you know what, I just can't do it anymore. I've left the Republican Party. I don't think this, I identify with this anymore. Now, maybe... You know, Warnock and Ossoff are going to be able to say, you got to vote for us. This will be the final rebuke to Trump. You can, you know, I mean, it could work. But all in all, you one, you won't have that. And secondly, Joe Biden was running, to the extent he was running, as the moderate Democrat, as not the far lefty. There were various times he didn't do a particularly good job of this, including his lack of a position on court packing and such. But by and large, Joe Biden was not running on the hard left agenda. I think Republicans have a much easier. And the other thing is what the only upside to running somebody who's been around forever and been in Washington nearly 50 years is that everybody already knows what they think of Joe Biden. They've seen him as vice president for eight years. They've seen him in the Senate for decades. They, they know what they're getting, right? They, they, you know, they may like it, they may not like it, but it's very tough to change perceptions of Joe Biden. 
I'm not sure the same applies to Warnock or to Ossoff. Um, Ossoff had his trouble in the uh, uh, that initial Georgia runoff there. Um, it's, it is very interesting. You've got not only the Democrats have both races going to a runoff in the same state, but you've got two very different kind of candidates. And it's interesting to see what ticket splitting, so to speak, which ones will, whether one candidate runs ahead of the other. Democrats will probably take a lot of lessons from that. Um, but right now, you would not want to bet a lot of money on Democrats taking one or both of them. And it's going to be a tougher way, a tougher set of uh, circumstances because you're just not going to have that presidential uh, election excitement and enthusiasm to drive Democrats to the polls. It's also a factor for the Republican side. But you'd figure if turnout is going to drop, it's probably going to be more harmful to the Democrats than it is going to be the Republicans because the Democrats won this thing by, you know, the skin of their teeth. So what's the right strategy here? We talked about this before. Do the two candidates run as a team? It seems like on the Democratic side, they're definitely doing that. Leffler and Purdue seem to be fundraising uh, jointly in some ways here. Uh, so I guess most people are assuming that if people are showing up to vote, they're probably going to vote for both Republicans or both Democrats. So uh, unless one person stumbles into a scandal that was unforeseen, do you pretty much just stay at the hip of the other candidate or is that dangerous? Yeah, I mean, I think if you're Ossoff and you're looking at those suburbs, maybe the more crazy comments that come out from Warnock in his past, maybe at that point you start wondering if you want to put some separation between you um, and and the other candidate. But the other thing is that these are the only two races on the ballot. There's no other Georgia race that's going to a runoff. So even if Ossoff wanted to distance himself from Warnock, where Warnock looked at Ossoff and said, this kid looks like the pajama boy from the uh, Obamacare ad a couple of years ago. There's no way you could really distance yourself too much from that. Um, and I don't think you're going to see Purdue and uh, Kelly Loeffler trying to separate themselves uh, either. So you, you might as well just run on the party brand and hope for the best. That's an easier bet for Republicans in the state of Georgia than it is for Democrats. Hey, guys, it's Mock and Daisy from Chicks on the Right. We're excited to tell you about our podcast, the Mock and Daisy Common Sense Cast. From discussing topics like cancel culture, what's happening to our new generations, crises in our nation, and even some high-profile interviews, each week we touch on subjects that matter to us and matter to you. And we're not afraid to tell you how it is. So tune in every week to hear us talk about the things or even just get a good laugh. To find out more, go to our website, chicksontheright.com, or start listening on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Don't forget to leave a comment or review and subscribe. All right. One more bit of good news, Andy, and that is the fantastic deals you can find at 4 slash martini, including their signature offer right now, a free solar panel with the purchase of the Patriot Power Generator 2000X. And of course, free shipping on all orders over $97. You want to be prepared. You don't want to get caught unprepared when your power goes out. It's going to happen eventually. It's just a question of whether you're in the dark for a few minutes, a few hours, or maybe even a few days or more. The Patriot Power Generator 2000X, worth its weight in gold. It's now got double the capacity, and it'll keep your big appliances running, including your fridge, which is full of food that just keeps getting more and more expensive. It's got 12 outlets, including four AC, plus two USB-C outlets that can charge your phone 20 times faster than normal. So visit 4patriots.com slash martini to get your Patriot Power Generator 2000X with the free solar panel included. Plus get free shipping on orders over $97. Save more and get peace of mind now by going to the number 4patriots.com slash martini. That's 4patriots.com slash martini. Georgia, you've had a lot of politics lately. you got a recount uh, going on right now in the presidential race. You've got a campaign for both Senate seats. It's going to last the next several weeks here. 
And already people are talking about 2022. Yes, 2022 is when Governor Brian Kemp is uh, up for re-election. At this point, there's no reason to think he won't run for re-election. And the Daily Beast uh, seems to be inching closer to confirming what most of us probably assumed. But, uh, Jim, apparently Stacey Abrams is going to run for re-election, too. So this is going to be interesting. Uh, they say Stacey Abrams' political future is the subject of intense speculation after she helped turn Georgia blue for President-elect Joe Biden. I'm not exactly sure what the evidence is of that, but with more work on the horizon, three Democrats with knowledge of the former State House Minority Leader's aspirations tell the Daily Beast they expect her to run for governor in 2022. And Jim, one of them's named Wendy Davis. Uh, she's a Na Democratic National Committee member <laughs> who's on the executive committee of the Georgia Democratic Party. She says that's no secret to anyone. It's not the same Wendy Davis that uh, was uh, branded abortion Barbie in Texas and also lost a Texas congressional race this year. So this is another Wendy Davis who's a Democrat. But uh, all these sources are saying that uh, Stacey Abrams is highly likely to run. Jim, I don't know that there's a massive shift that's happened exactly in the Georgia electorate. I'm sure she feels encouraged based on the results in the presidential race that are obviously better for Democrats than they were four years ago, that she could possibly get it done. But, you know, after two years of what seems to be likely to be a Biden administration, I'm not sure the mood of the electorate will be anything close to what it is this year uh, in the suburbs or anywhere else there. We'll see. So, Greg, isn't this technically running for re-election? <laughs> yes. Both people running for re-election. It's never happened. In before. her mind, at least. Yeah. yeah. So uh, one thing that comes to mind, you know, I, we shouldn't be that surprised, right? Stacey Abrams has managed to convert her you know, relatively narrow loss in the 2018 gubernatorial race in Georgia into party superstar status. And a lot of Democrats will give her a considerable amount of credit for Joe Biden's win in the state because she did put enormous efforts into voter registration in the state. So we shouldn't be that surprised. You have the inside track in any primary. Um, good luck to any other Georgia Democrat that was thinking about it. And, uh, you know, you probably figure all of the things being equal maybe the, uh, Brian Kemp is is the leader in that race, but not by an overwhelming margin. And we'll have to see what the political environment is like in late 2022. That having been said, I don't know if she did, as much as she probably helped herself amongst national Democrats by insisting she had won the race and refusing to concede and doing, by the way, all the things that President Trump is doing right now, um, that, that whether this is, whether that hurt her amongst uh, independence and, and, you know, whether Republicans in the state thought this was kind of ridiculous. Um, you know, incumbents usually win re-election. Uh, we'll see how the economy is doing in Georgia. We'll see how uh, a variety of other factors are going on at work. But uh, all of the things being equal, you'd think Kemp would be a at least modest favorite for this. And I kind of wonder if Democrats are, are find great emotional satisfaction in this narrative of Stacey Abrams being stolen and that the vote was suppressed and all these things that happened to deny her her legitimate victory that she had earned. And maybe that works. Uh, clearly, it's the sort of thing that's going to help you in a primary. I don't know if that's the sort of thing that gets you to 50 votes, uh, 50 percent of the vote in Georgia. And, uh, you know, it's going to be very, very interesting to see. De you know, Democrats arguing, presumably for at least the next couple of months, Donald Trump was a sore loser. Donald Trump refused to concede. Donald Trump was being ridiculous. And you have to vote for Stacey Abrams to be the governor of Georgia. Yeah. Why is it that Stacey Abrams gets away with this for four years and counting? I mean, she never admitted that she lost. She uh, basically admitted only that she wasn't going to be governor. It's recent. It's a few weeks ago she was still saying that she got the, the win stolen away from her. So why is, why is there no price to pay for her? Because uh, she's a Democrat, Greg, that's why. <laughs> okay. 
Well, were you expecting a more complicated one? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, she just gets rewarded for that. But anyway, Jim, we will see what uh, the news brings us tomorrow. Talk to you then. See you tomorrow, Greg. Jim Garrity, National Review. I'm Greg Columbus, Radio America. Thanks for being with us today. And hey, don't forget... That Jim's new book is out this week. Jim's book is part of the Dangerous Click series. You remember Between Two Scorpions. The new book is entitled Hunting for Horsemen. Just got my copy a couple of days ago. I'm already well into it, and it is well worth your time and your read. Could be a great gift this holiday season as well. So we're going to talk about it a lot this week. But, Jim, congratulations on the new book. And uh, I think a lot of folks are going to like it a lot. Thank you, Greg. I certainly hope that's the case. And I can hear all those listeners groaning, oh, God, Jim's got another book coming out. <laughs> oh, he's going to be talking about it all week long. Uh, this is what keeps the gears turning, folks. This is this is the price. You like all the laughs you give, then you got to sit up, you know, you got to sit through some ads. You got to sit through some, you know, Jim touting his book and turning into a relentless hawking machine. <laughs> it's all good. So we'll talk about that again. It's called Hunting for Horsemen. I'm sure you can get that on Amazon and elsewhere. And so, uh, again, we'll talk more about that as, as the release date approaches on Thursday. Again, don't forget about our friends over at Gabby. Make sure you're not paying too much for your car or homeowner's insurance. Gabby.com slash martini. Uh, Gabby.com slash martini. Subscribe to the Three Martini Lunch podcast. We're always very grateful for those five-star ratings and your very kind reviews. Remember, you can get us on those home devices. All you have to say is play three martini lunch podcast have a great day and we'll see you tuesday on the three martini lunch hi it's dana lash host of the dana show every day i'm here to keep you up to speed on the most important stories and info that you need to know in your very busy life and if you're always on the go and you want to stay connected just download our daily podcast and take it with you it's a great way to get up to speed on what you need to know and what legacy media may not be telling you. Visit danaradio.com and click on the podcast link or subscribe at iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.